Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. We're going to pray. Father God, we thank you right now for your word which empowers us and strengthens us. Right now, we need your word, Father, because the world is a very mixed up, complicated place. And Father, there is so much fear around, but I pray as I speak faith into this atmosphere, the atmosphere will change. I declare faith will dominate this room today. I thank you, Lord, that you will fill us again with your spirit. And whatever has come into our minds, our hearts over the last few days, hours, Father God, we would be strengthened today and new confidence and boldness in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Tuesday, the 16th of November, 6 o'clock. I was in Windsor Park. Has anyone ever visited the Great Park in Windsor? And uh, beautiful, it's great. If you ever get to go out to the southwest of England, you can see that area and uh, where the Queen lives. That wasn't, I didn't take that photo, but just when I went for a run. One of the favorite places to run and walk is in Windsor Park. It's beautiful, and I was at a conference and um, got up early. It was dark, it was cold, but I wanted to just have a run and, uh, uh, and a pray. And as I was running, about 10 minutes into the run, God spoke to me. Now, there is a difference between having a connection with God and an encounter with God. I would connect with God pretty much every day. I'm pretty disciplined with my Bible reading, my devotion, but there are times where connection moves into encounter. An encounter with God is a moment which you never forget. It's where God gives you a specific word, a thought, an idea, and you can look back on the place, the time, and the moment and say, that is where God did this. I know where God spoke to us. It was on a British Air BA-58 flight from London Heathrow Terminal 5 to Cape Town where God spoke to us about something specific in Chantal and I's life for the future of this church. God, I can tell you specific times where we've had a God encounter. And there are times where it can be months and months and months where I don't have an encounter and then God speaks and it is an encounter. I want to share an encounter that I had with God in those moments. Is that okay today? And I pray, and I pray that this helps you. So in this encounter moment, I knew that the wonder was just coming around the corner, and I wouldn't have a chance, an opportunity to speak this message until today, which I think is the 19th. Yes, I am getting my dates right. The 19th. So on the night, I looked, as I was running, I, I, I have a smartwatch, and if I get thoughts or messages, I preach to my watch. So I press a button and I just preach it. When I get home, it downloads into a text format and I have a message. So this is a message that I preach to my Apple Watch. Okay, and I'm just going to give it back to you guys. Is that okay? So as I'm in the field, I'm running and I'm, I'm writing down these thoughts as I go. Now, this has been a big year for us. Okay, this has been a big year for all of us. Not just for the leadership of the church, but for all of us. For Chantal and I, it's been a miracle year. Uh, a miracle year, half of the house, the wonder, what God has done, the fact that we're worshiping in the building again. There's just been miracle after miracle. There's been opportunities and blessings, but there's also been a lot of heartache. There's also been a lot of setbacks and disappointments. And many of you know the death of Chantel's sister in October. And then last weekend, the death of her godbrother. And in the middle of the wonder, she received the news that she'd lost her godbrother and she was absolutely devastated 
And we've all seen Chantel up here leading worship um, after the death of her dad and after the death of her sister. But it's one thing to lead worship. It's another thing to be the banana lady. That's a completely new thing, to try and have fun after you've just had torment. And we were going, and, and this year has just been triumph, tragedy, triumph, tragedy, triumph, tragedy. Has anyone else experienced triumph and tragedy, triumph and triumph? And it's been like this yo-yo back and forth. And then the challenges of navigating the church out of the pandemic, and now the challenges that seem to be in front of us again, and then the pressures of a £10 million building project, the surge in material prices, and in the middle of it all, I felt like, and again, I want to share today, because this is a God encounter, so I have to be very open and honest. Is that okay? And I hope that many of you can relate to some of the things I'm saying. But in the middle of this all, I felt that I'd lost something. Because when you're going triumph, tragedy, triumph, tragedy, it's, it messes with your emotions. And in the middle of it all, I'm running through the park, just a couple of stag nearby, and I shouted at God. I haven't done this for a long time, and I said this. I said, I want it back. And I didn't even know what I'd lost. I didn't even know what I wanted back. I wasn't quite sure. But I knew that 2021 had taken something from me, and it had a toll on me. And then God spoke into my spirit. He said this, I want to give it you back. I want to give you your joy back. I want to give you your joy back. I don't want you leaving 2021 without your joy. And then I remembered the words of Isaiah. He said this. He says, you shall go out with joy and you shall be led forth into peace. And the mountains and the hills, the challenges, the setbacks, the disappointments, they shall melt. And they shall spring forth within you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. And like me, many of you over the last 12 months, we've lost ourselves, haven't we? We've lost our joy, our happiness. In fact, life has probably knocked the stuffing out of you. The mess of COVID, the disruption to our lives, the, the manipulation of our media, the fear hysteria which is sweeping across the country. And what happens? It steals something that's really precious to us. It steals our joy. And God spoke to me in this word. And it was this, John, what are you leaving 2021 with? Because what you leave 2021 with is what you enter 2022 with. And if we leave 2021 with fear, we're going to arrive at 2022 with fear. So what you Leave with is what you start with. And if I leave with worry or anxiety or depression or unforgiveness or guilt, this is exactly the way 2022 is going to start. So today, the first thing we've got to recognize in our lives, and I'm speaking to many of you online today, is this. What have I lost? It's not until we recognize what we've lost, we can begin to be found again. It's when we acknowledge and we say, God, you know what? This has been a tough year. There's been setbacks and disappointments and people have hurt us. People have let us down. But you know what? I'm not prepared to start 2022. The reason I'm preaching this today is we don't have service next Sunday. So this is the last opportunity. I've got to speak to you in 2021. And what you leave with is what you start with. 
when you acknowledge, say, God, we're empty, here's what he does. He begins to fill us. Good news. First takeaway is this, if you take your notes. God is drawn to emptiness. The very first two scriptures of the whole entire Bible, Genesis chapter 1, says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was reformless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. Can we see emptiness in our world today? Can we see darkness? Can we just open our eyes and see how dark the world is right now? And how empty people are? And here's what I love. It says, and the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. When you recognize that you are empty, and when you say to God, I want it back, here's what happens. It attracts the presence of the God, and God begins to hover over your life, and hover over your business, and hover over every area of your life. But you've got to acknowledge that, say, God, I'm feeling empty. In our emptiness, God is still moving. Some of you, you're so empty and you're saying, God, where are you? And God, God is saying, I'm still moving. And in that private, personal moment in that part, God gave me this word. And God often does his best work in private before he demonstrates it in public. And many of us have lost our souls. We've lost the life and the joy and the happiness that God brings believe that God has brought you here today to give it your back. God wants to give you your joy back. God wants to give you your smile back. David had a similar cry to God. He said this, he says, restore to me. Psalm 51, 12, he says, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Why did he say that? Because he'd lost it. He'd lost it. God wants to restore Every person online, every person in the room, God wants to restore your joy this Christmas season. COVID might have taken our holidays. COVID might have taken uh, our loved ones. COVID might have taken our health. But I will not allow COVID to steal my joy. Turn to your neighbor and say, I want it back. Turn to the person in your front room. Turn to the cat and say, I want it back. Too many of us, we've lost our joy. You know, the devil is not worried about a Christian. He's just worried about a happy Christian. The devil loves miserable Christians. Come on, we're going to get our joy back today. The time we leave this room, we're going to be bouncing. I can feel it. Too many of us have lost our joy. And God wants you to lighten up. He wants you to start smiling again. He wants you to start telling jokes again. He wants you to start enjoying your life again. Enjoy your marriage again. Enjoy your dinner again. God wants you to enjoy your life again. Come on, weeping may endure for a night, but the promise is that joy comes in the morning. All right, I want to preach for the next 20 minutes. Are you ready? It's called I Want It Back. It's the title of the message. We're going to turn to the book of Hebrews. It was written to encourage and empower and challenge the church in times of suffering and hardship. I think exactly what we need right now. Come on, let's stand as we read the word. It's like a Mexican wave in here. It starts at the front and just slowly works its way towards. I bet you're not standing up at home. I guarantee. Come on, stand to your feet in your living room. Come on, we always honor the word of God in Soul Church. Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles. Read along with me. And let us run with perseverance 
the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand throne of God. Amen. Bless the reading of your word. You may be seated. You can stay standing at home. You, you, you went down late. Now you can sit down. If you've lost it, here's four places to get it back. If you've lost your joy, if you've lost your smile, your happiness this year, I'm going to show you four places to rediscover it from the Apostle Paul today. You ready? Number one is this. Joy is found in my focus. Joy is found in my focus. The writer says this, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, the perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him endured the cross. None of us will ever know the unimaginable, unimaginable pain, the moment of suffering. And in that moment, let me tell you, joy was not a feeling, it was a focus for Christ. It did not say he enjoyed the cross, it said he endured the cross. And Jesus did not find joy in the event of the cross. He found joy in the purpose of the cross. Now some of you are looking for joy in a feeling. But feelings lie and feelings let you down and feelings betray you. But Christ found joy not in the event, but the purpose. It says, for the joy set before him. And Jesus didn't find joy in the crucifixion. Jesus wasn't exempt to human pain. A lot of people think, well, he was the son of God. He was on the cross, so he wouldn't have felt human pain. No, he felt everything. Just like if a knife sliced your finger, he felt exactly the same pain that you and I would feel he felt. But he endured the pain because of his purpose. It's very different to go through pain when you have purpose. You ask a mum. Any mums out there? Who knows that when your purpose has a pain, you can keep moving forward. But before Christ could experience joy, he had to endure pain. And we chase, we chase joy like it's a feeling. But joy is a focus before it's a feeling. And one of the reasons I lost my joy in the last six months is because I wanted it to be a feeling, an event, a moment. But joy is not a feeling or a moment or an event. Joy is attached to your focus. Joy is not just the absence of sadness in your life or a moment of gladness. No, it's all about where your focus is. James said it like this. He said, consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. I've got some, I've got some real prophetic words for the church. Trials await us in 2022. Challenges, disappointments. People will let us down just like they did in 2021 or 2022. But I've got to choose joy before I step in to the, to the new year. Count it all joy. On your good days, your bad days. Even when I don't feel joy, I can still experience joy. Our team, during the one of the three months, they had to keep their focus on the joy set before them. Not on the 
you know, the majority of the wonder. There was no one in the crowd. There was no one clapping. There was no fireworks going off. There was nothing. They just, they just thought about the moment where the prayer went out and the Bibles went out, the joy that was set before them. And in life, when you're going through pain and hardship, you've got to keep focus on where God is taking you. It's not what steals our joy. It's what steals our focus. Whatever steals our focus ultimately will steal our joy. You know, some of us, we burn the roast potatoes at Christmas and Christmas is over. Oh, the potatoes are burned. That's the end of Christmas. You know, we, we can have these little things in our life. Something little goes wrong and all of a sudden, oh. Got an echo over there. Why? Because the thing becomes our focus. You'll always lose your joy when something else steals your focus. Most of us have this thing in our pocket called a smartphone. In fact, just show us your hand if you don't have a smartphone. We want to honor you today. <laughs> Honestly, one, two, three, four, five. You're probably the happiest people in the room. You're probably the happiest people in the room. These are infinite, these are infinite supplies of unhappiness. They really are. Let me, let me just talk about these for a sec. My phone, like your phone, apart from you five, has this thing called notifications. Notifications. And in the blink of an eye, at any point during this service, if you've got a notification, or you've got a vibrate in your pocket, or if you've got it on, which I hope you don't, you could get a little vibration and suddenly you take your phone out and it says, can you call me from your brother or your boss? Straight away, you've lost your focus in this moment to what God wants to speak to you about. Or you, if you've got a news app on your phone, you could get a little ping from the BBC. Da -da 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 -da. We've all heard it. Suddenly, ah, the world's going to end in 300 days. Right? Notifications. The enemy is subtle. The enemy is sly. And whatever gets your focus gets your joy. And I'm going I'm to be totally honest because I'm preaching myself and you're just listening. We've got to be careful about these things because they are literally stealing our joy. Chantal and I, we're having honest conversations around our phones. The Instagram app. You're having a great day, you're at work, things are going well, and then you've got an app, you've got a ping come up from Instagram, and it's someone showing you their toes in the Seychelles. <laughs> right? And you're sitting, you're sitting there going, well, how come I'm not in the Seychelles? How come I can't go there? How come God hasn't allowed me to go to the Seychelles? I want to be at the Seychelles. I'm in this work staring at that guy I don't even like. And suddenly, your joy went out the window. Come on, let's just have some honesty here. And then the news app comes on and someone tells us we've got 43 days before the world ends. Do you know, if you don't turn the news on, the world is a really wonderful place. A really wonderful place. Our world is beautiful. And you're having a really good morning, and then suddenly your, your banking app pings you. You've got £3.83 left till payday. 
you knew that, but they've just reminded you. Because they've got an agenda because they want you to go into overdraft. And suddenly it's like, I've got no money. I'm a bad dad. Can you see it? The focus. WhatsApp. Someone adds you to a group, and now 342 people. Can you pray for my pet rabbit? It's got a bad leg. And now 342 people have got your number. I don't want to, I love your rabbit, but I'm trying to stay focused. Are you hearing me? And so we're all getting distracted, whether it's Instagram or WhatsApp or social media, and we can't achieve anything with our lives. We can't keep focused because we're being distracted. And whatever gets your focus gets your joy. Every year I ask God for two words, one for the church, which God's given me. I'm not going to tell you until February. Spread the good news out. But the second word is a word for me, and my word for 2022 is focus. Because if I don't get my focus, I don't get my joy. God, I need a word, and you need a word. So my, my new goal for 2022, publicly, is focus. Now here's the problem with my new word. It will probably disappoint lots of people. Because it might mean I can't catch up with you. I can't do the things that you want me to do with you. But I'd rather disappoint people and keep my joy. I'd rather not be in the WhatsApp group and keep my joy. I'd rather not be on social media as much and keep my joy. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing where your focus is, is where your joy is? It might mean I won't answer your call. But I might not want to take the call because the call might steal my joy. Be careful who calls you take. Just because everyone rings you doesn't mean to say you've got to take it. Sorry if this is sounding really unpastoral from a pastor. We've, got to protect, we've all got to protect ourselves. And we can't handle all the information that's coming out, which means we've got to go, I'm going to switch some notifications off on my phone. I'm going to come off for a while. I'm going to switch off this. And let's try and have a break. Jesus was focused. He wasn't distracted. He wasn't looking around and coming off the cross and trying to fix everything. No, he says he endured the cross. He stayed in his lane because of the joy set before it. Another way that we lose our focus is our constant craving to capture. You know, this phone is... Everyone's sending me messages during the message. You know, they're incredible, aren't they? We can, we can do so many things. We can take a video. We can take a, we can take a photo. But here's what I've realized is that I can get so distracted in the moment, I kill the moment. And some of us are killing the moment. The amount of people at the wonder doing this, I'm like, just enjoy the wonder. We'll put it out on video for you later. You can all enjoy it. Everyone's like... <sighs> I'm like, don't kill the moment by trying to capture the moment. Don't kill Christmas. We don't need to see your turkey. It probably looks like mine, dead. We don't need to post everything to everyone. We can just enjoy the moment. We don't have to kill it by capturing it. 
there's no better way to kill your joy in the moment than trying to capture it. Just enjoy it. Why don't we just enjoy Christmas? Put your phone in your drawer and just enjoy Christmas. Focus. Also, just on that, and this is something I just thought about this morning, is my desire to capture creates someone else's distraction. So when my desire to capture something, I'm then distracting someone else, and they might not have the self-control. So every time I message someone, I'm distracting them from their focus, which means I'm potentially stealing their joy. We just need more wisdom, eh? We just need more wisdom. Nothing will steal your joy quicker as well than comparison. You know, comparing your life to someone else's, comparing your day to someone else's, comparing your school, comparing... You know, every time we post with a boast, we're potentially stealing someone else's joy. Let's just be wise. I think we've just got to be wise. We've got to wake up to what social media is doing. And if, the, if, if we're posting to boast, I think we've got to go, hey... Is this helping our world or hindering our world? Is this helping people's joy or is it stealing people's joy? Why don't we ask that question when I post this? Is this, is this helping someone create joy in their life or is it distracting them and stealing them? Maybe joy might come back in our life if we just stopped being so distracted and looking around at everyone else and just said, for the joy that's set before you. Joy is found in my focus. Number two, joy is found in his presence. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. It's one thing to say, I love you, to Chantel as I run out the door. I love you. Or we take the eye out these days, don't we? Love you. Love you. But it's another thing to look at her eyes and say, Chantel, Norman. She said, <laughs> just be one minute. I love you. I love you. Mwah. Oh. But it's one thing, it's one thing to be in attendance, it's another thing to be present. And many of us, and again, I'm diligent with my Bible, but there's a difference between being in attendance and being present. There's a difference between being in attendance in church and being present. Some of you are in attendance today, but you're not actually present because you're thinking about all the things at work this week. You're thinking about all the things at home. You're thinking about your turkey that I just reminded you about. Thinking about your business, your roast potatoes. And sometimes in life, we attend, but we're not present. Yet Jesus says he fixed his eyes. He fixed his eyes. If you want joy, you've got to fix your eyes on Jesus. Paul said the key to joy is firstly in my focus, then in God's presence. Psalm 16, David says, you show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. That tells me you can have partial joy. If there's full joy, you can have partial joy. Me running out of the house saying, see, babe, I love you, is partial joy. But me looking in Chantel's eyes and telling her when I am present in the moment, it is full joy. And take this the right way, but it's, it's actually not about God's presence. It's about my presence. Because in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, it says, I will never leave you or forsake you. 
which means God. We've heard the omni word used a lot recently, but God is omnipresent. He is always present, which means God is always present, but am I present or am I just in attendance? You see, I could open my Bible, I could open my Bible in the morning and read a verse and read a devotion. I can be thinking about my day and I'm not in attendance. I can pray. There's been so many times I've prayed and I'm thinking about something else because I'm not present. I'm in attendance. And my prayer for this year is, number one, focus, but number two, I want to be present with his presence. Because in his presence is fullness of joy. It doesn't say in his attendance there is fullness of joy. It says in his presence. And how am I going to get back in his presence? Get away from distractions. We've got to get back to relationship with Jesus. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters in this world. I'll admit it this week, I've read the news more than my Bible. And so have you. We've been fixated with it. We've got to get away from the media's presence and into God's presence. Because the media, it doesn't say in the BBC's presence there is fullness of joy. It says in his presence there is fullness of joy of joy my focus and my presence of his presence we need to stop asking God to be with us he is with us God be with me today he's like what are you talking about I'm Emmanuel God with us God's not you don't need to ask God to be with you you just need to go to him because he's there God is ever present the Bible says he's an ever present help in time of need. You don't need an appointment to get to God. You don't need a Zoom link. You don't need a prayer passport. You can get close to God at any time. James 4, 8 says, come near to God and he shall come near to you. It's presence. You got to draw it up every morning. You got to draw joy out of these pages. Say, God, speak to me. God, restore to me with joy. Shall I draw waters from the wells of salvation? If you want enough, you can find it. If you're desperate for the presence of God, you got to go after it. You got to long for it. You got to search it. You got to chase it. He is there if you want him. In his presence. Weeping may endure for a night, the Bible says, but joy comes in the morning. The question is, do you choose the joy? Got to choose joy when you wake up. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Stay in his presence, especially at this time. God didn't say in our plans is fullness of joy. He said in his presence. Put your plans aside and spend time in his presence. I've got this little equation that I came up with, but my presence plus his presence equals joy present. My presence plus his presence equals joy's presence. You know the greatest present you can receive this year in your home is joy. It's joy. It's not a big TV. It's not a sky dish. The best gift you can receive this Christmas is the gift of joy. Joy is found in my focus. Joy is found in his presence. The team come up. Number three, joy is found in our assignment. 
for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. His assignment was you and I. He didn't say for the joy set before him, he endured the beach. He enjoyed the comfort of the couch. No, he says the cross, because the cross was his assignment. He endured it. Christ found his joy knowing that as he sacrificed his life, we would find life. He said just before he went to the cross, he said, I have come that you might have life. That's our assignment. Our assignment on this earth is to bring other people into the life-giving encounter of Jesus. You know, we quickly, one of the quickest ways to lose your joy is to become self-focused. We've all been guilty of it. We all look at me, woe to me, my needs, my challenges, my problems, my worries, my cares. If you're taking notes, write this down. When you misplace your assignment, you'll always misplace your joy. And our assignment on this earth is to literally love people, to love God and love others. If we could sum up the Bible in one word, one passage, it would be the commandment to love God with all your heart, your soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. That's the gospel, just to love God and love others. You can never find joy without those two things working in your life. When Jesus went to the cross, he went to a Roman cross. His arms were spread out. The cross, it symbolizes the vertical relationship between us and God. Can't do life without it, but also his hands were outstretched which was our relationship with others. You know, if you've lost your joy, it'll be one of those two things or both those things that have fallen out of place. Your vertical relationship with God, your presence with the Father, or your relationship with others. If you want to, try, if you want to find true fulfillment and joy in life, you've got to have both those things working for you. Your relationship with God and your relationship with others. True, true enjoyment is found through the cross. So the quick, one of the quickest ways to get your joy back is to get off the couch, switch the TV off, find someone in greater need than yourself and love them. Don't die in self-pity this Christmas. I'm saying this carefully and lovingly and gracefully, but you're struggling, find someone else who's struggling. Just as Christ stretched out his arms on the cross for the joy set before him. That's our assignment this Christmas just to love someone who's in greater need than us. Serving others is one of the greatest joys you can ever experience in this life. We left like everyone on Sunday night last week. Absolutely church, church hangover. We call it a changover. 16 shows later and we're like exhausted. You know, I honestly believe without a shadow of a doubt that this building was the happiest building in Norwich last two weekends. Without a shadow of a doubt, happiest building in Norwich. Why? Because we were, all on, we were all on our assignment. You see, I found true joy. Majority of people weren't getting paid outside of staff. No one was getting paid. But people found joy in giving back. People found joy in giving. If you're just constantly trying to get, 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 you might find short-term happiness. But if you want joy in your life, you've got to give something back. There's Nikki, one of our amazing Arrivals team girls. There she is. She's incredible. 
I'm going to I'm going to pick on Nikki cuz she did an amazing job but you know she's had a few setbacks and challenges in her life but she decided to serve on car park on the arrivals team for 2 days or 4 days whatever it ended up being I looked at her and she said I'm so happy we weren't paying her she just found her she found her joy in others we're driving home from the wonder of my daughter who's 10 years old is crying her heart out in the back of the car uncontrollably I said miracle what's wrong she's like I just want to keep loving people and helping people I never want this to end she said daddy you made it end I said well I did make it end but if I didn't I might have lost everyone might just me and you next year miracle because there's a joy in our assignment encourage all of you next year get involved in a team sign up if you can smile we need you if you can hold a door we need you don't just watch from the sidelines be part of what god is doing where god is taking us is so much greater than where we've ever been before but we need an army of people to say i'm on mission i'm on assignment i want to win the world win the city for jesus Don't make it your assignment to fill up on conspiracies. Don't make it your assignment to fill up on all the other stuff around. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author, the perfecter, the finisher of our faith. My joy is found in my assignment. My joy is deeper than what I feel, what I post, what I'm experiencing. My joy goes deeper than that. My joy is found in my focus. My joy is found in his presence and my joy is found in our assignment i want it back do you want it back anyone else admit they've lost their joy this year you've had it kicked out of you you've had the stuff in come on you've had it taken come on just admit i want you to stand right now all over this room you're saying i want my joy back what you go out with is what you'll come back in with we can all stand but we're going to get it back today i'm going to pray we're going to pray for god to move right now i wrote this I wrote this declaration called my joy declaration. I want it back and we're going to put it up and I want us to confess this over every area of our lives. Is that okay? We'll just say it together as we build. Today I confess I want it back. I'm tired of allowing the enemy to steal my joy. I admit today I am empty and I need you to fill me again with your joy. Come Holy Spirit and fill me afresh with the oil of joy right now. The enemy might have stolen my health, my time, my relationships, but I refuse to give him my joy. I declare the joy of the Lord is my strength. I thank you that in your presence is fullness of joy. My joy is not in what I have, but who I am in Christ. This Christmas, laughter will be in our home. A smile will be on my face and joy will be in my heart. In 2022, whatever the enemy tries to take, he will not get my joy. My joy is eternal and my joy is coming back. Come on, if anyone wants God to fill the fresh with his joy, he'll give you beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for morning. Come on and declare it. I believe today we're going to we're going to pray for people that God's going to anoint them with fresh joy. And God gave me this specific word in in the in 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 the park and 
Normally we would have our anointing services where we pray for people and we just touch, dab a little dot of oil on their foreheads. We would do this at the first or second Sunday of the new year, but I wanted to do it today because I want us to go out with joy. I don't want us to wait for it. I want us to finish 2021 with the joy of the Lord. I'm also aware of the challenges and the restrictions and all those things. So we would normally, our team, we've already prayed for them all and they would walk through the aisles and pray for each and every one of you. But hey, we're all on a different journey with this. So here's what I want you to do is if you'd like to be prayed for and anointed, well, you can put your mask on. Um, we come down the front. Our team will be down here. And they're just going to dab a dot of oil. And we're going to pray that the oil of joy would come over you and your family this Christmas, over your business, over all of your endeavors. If you don't want that, you can stay in your seat. I'm going to be praying over the whole church for this moment as well. But I really felt this is a sacred, it's a holy moment as we pray for people. And we're going to believe that God's going to restore your joy. We're going to believe that joy, uh, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy isn't just a feeling or a focus, it's also strength and protection. So we're going to pray for protection over you and your family. People already begin to come forward. I'm going to ask the team just to step forward. They've already been prayed for. They're going to take a little. We're going to begin to worship. You could online. I want to encourage everyone who's watching online. If you're with your family in the room with someone, why don't you just go and grab a little uh, drop of oil from the kitchen and begin to pray. Pray over each other in your living room, in your kitchen. If you're on your own, you pray over yourself. But I'm going to pray over you too. We're just going to take a moment and our team are going to be there. We'd love you to come through the inner aisles, not the outer aisles. Once you've been prayed for, you can head back round to your seat. We're going to pray for as many people as possible, and we're going to continue to worship. Amen. I'm going to give you beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for morning. Thank you, God. Bible says the anointing, it breaks the yoke. What is a yoke? It's anything that has the potential to cause damage in your life. As we anoint you today, I think things have been broken off people's lives. Disappointment, depression. Come on, let's just, right now, I want us all to lift our hands. I want to pray God's favor over you this year. God's joy. I speak joy right now into every home. I speak joy into every mind. You anoint my head with oil. Father, I speak strength. Lord, I pray for wisdom. Lord, I pray for every business as they head into 2022. Lord, that you would favor them, Father God. You would protect them, Father God. Lord, that you would keep us from all harm. Lord, I lift up our children, Father God. Lord, look after our children as they head into the new education, Father, in 2022 into the new term. I pray for our students, our young adults, Father God. You'd protect them. May they always stand for truth and righteousness, Father God. Lord, as we anoint them, we set them apart. We consecrate them, Father God. We thank you today, Lord, that you go before us into a brand new year. We say hallelujah. We say thank you, Jesus. presence of God in the house today. It's coming back. We're starting the new year with joy. We're not carrying all the nonsense and stuff into it. We're going into it strong. 2022 is going to be your finest year yet. God's got so much in store for you. Have expectations what God is going to do. Raise the bar of your faith. Let God move like never before. This church is moving forward. We're not shutting the doors. We're not moving backwards. We're moving forwards. Amen. We love you. Amen. Come on, Rach. She's going to come and pray.
for a couple of groups of people and then uh, we're going to come and conclude the service. Amen. Oh, what a wonderful sense of God's tangible presence here. Can you sense it? So real. And in this moment where your heart is open, I would love to ask everyone, where is your relationship with Jesus Christ right now? Maybe some of you have come in, you're visiting today, or you've come with a friend, or maybe you've come for a long time, but you've never made that conscious decision that says it's more than just attending a service, it's an encounter. It's saying, Jesus, I acknowledge I've gone my own way. I acknowledge there's things in my past, as with all of us, that we're not proud of, but thank God that there's a way to come to God, a holy God through Jesus as he sent his son to die for us, to be born as a baby in a manger. But ultimately his purpose was to die for us, for our sin, for our wholeness. And so in this moment, I'd love to invite you to not leave 2021 not knowing where your eternal destiny is, not knowing peace with God. The only way you can know true joy, true lasting peace is to know the Prince of Peace. The whole reason he came to this earth was to give you his joy and peace. And it's a gentle but a very firm, significant invitation that says, come, come to me. Don't let your hearts be troubled. I'm preparing a place for you, he said. I just ask that every head be bowed and every eye closed because I want to give you privacy, but make this a very personal, powerful moment to say yes to Jesus. Maybe you're saying yes for the first time. You'll never find true meaning and purpose and that filling of a void unless you know Jesus Christ. Or maybe you've walked away and as Pastor John said, you've been distracted, just too many distractions, so much so that it, you've got cold in your heart and the relationship with Jesus isn't what it once was. Young person, older person, maybe a couple together. Maybe you've, you've kind of drifted along, and but today is the day. That today is the moment. And I want to know who I'm including. I'm going to say a prayer with everyone together. We're going to repeat a prayer, a significant prayer that can literally change the trajectory of, li of your life. And you leave this place in 2021, going into 2022, knowing you are a child of God, knowing you've made your peace with God. If that's you and you know you need to respond, while every head is bowed, I'm going to ask that you quickly shoot up your hand after three. Say, Rach, include me in this prayer. And we're all going to pray. I'm not going to call you out embarrass you. We're going to pray together in this powerful moment. So if I want to know who I'm including in this prayer, just shoot your hand up after three, from this side to the other side, from the front to the back, one. And also online, if you're with us right now and your heart is captured, is being captivated by this moment, it's beating a little bit faster and you know, as Pastor John was preaching, this atmosphere of, of, of God's presence, you know He's drawing you even through the screen. Respond right now. Number two, that's you. Number three, raise your hand up high enough and long enough. That's it for me to see. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you at the back. Anyone else responding? They're coming back to Jesus today. You know this is your time. Amen. Those of you that have responded, lifted your hand, pray this prayer together right now. Mean it with every fiber of your being. Maybe you can put your hand on your heart and also online and say these words after me. We've got some a prayer on the screen that you can say together. Dear Lord Jesus, 
Thank you for dying for me, to forgive me of all my sin and failures so that I can have a brand new start. Please come into my life and help me by the power of the Holy Spirit to trust and live for you all the days of my life in your name. Amen. Amen. Can we applaud those that have responded to Jesus today? Those of you that have responded online, there's a number you can text on the screen or you can pop it in the chat. I've made a decision today to follow Jesus and there's some next steps for you on the screen. Those of you in the room, we would love for you to have a moment to touch base with one of our team on the way out. The first the first decision was to raise your hand or to pray the prayer. You may not have raised your hand, but you prayed that prayer and it meant something to you. Even if you already have a Bible, we'd love to uh, see you catch your eye on the way out. We'll be waving the Bibles and we'd love to put one in your hand to commemorate today and pop your name in the, in the start to remind yourself of God is with me. He's never going to leave me. I'm a believer. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And we'd love to swap details if we can to give you more information or just to cheer you on in these next steps. So do that on your way out. And can we applaud each and every one again that have made this decision. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you said the salvation prayer today, we'd love for you to email connecttofaith at soulchurch.com so we can talk to you a little bit more about this incredible decision that you've just made. Yeah, you know, and if at any point in the service you felt moved to give towards any of our local or global initiatives, then head to soulchurch.com and click on the giving at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us today. And we hope to see you again soon. God bless.